You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 41 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. What are you whispering for? Mia's sleeping. I don't want to wake her up. She gets very ornery. Mm. (laughs) You've definitely been stuck at home with your family too long. (laughs) She is sleeping and she does get ornery, but I'm not going to whisper. She's going to be 12 in a few weeks, but she sleeps like a 16 and 17 year old. Like, if we don't wake her up, she'd sleep till like, 3 and be like, oh. I don't think any of my kids have gotten up before 10 o'clock for the last two months, even on school days. On school days? Yeah, they don't, nobody gives a shit anymore. <laughs> the contrast is Maddie, who's, like, up and dressed by 6.45 a.m. We're like, dude, hang out in your pajamas. She's like, no, I got to get dressed. I have stuff to do. That shit doesn't happen. It's crazy. That shit doesn't happen around here, I'll tell you that. Hey, she's her mother. She's her mother. Anyway. My kids are staying up for like four in the morning. <laughs> I can see like Jordan doing it. Natalia, what's Mia doing? She's reading. She reads. Oh, well, that's night. good. Yeah, whatever. All right, that's fine. Whatever. So that's fine. So here, I, as long as it's something productive. A story that starts with "I was buying alcohol for my underage children" never ends well. But I'm going to start. I'm going <laughs> to tell you one anyway. Oh, this is good. <laughs> so. The other day, you know, we went to we went back to Swarthmore to clean out Jordan's room yep. because they finally uh-huh. they finally allowed us to uh, to get back on campus. So yeah. you know, I guess it was more than a week ago we drove out there and right. brought back all of this crap. And one of the things we brought back was the mini fridge that he has at school. Were there were there still beers in it? No, you know, it's Jordan. He, he cleaned it he out. Had, like protein drinks in there. Uh, there was no beer. Um, there was, okay. it was, I mean, nobody had, we walked into the room. It was as if, you know, we entered into like some sort of March time capsule because <laughs> right. nothing had been touched. The room was wide open and nothing had been touched in months. You know, the, the only <laughs> evidence, you know, is like a layer of dirt, of dust on everything. Right. right? It's like, okay, right. it smells kind of in here. Like, right. throw out all the garbage. Anyway, whatever. I'm like, let's get the hell out of here. And, of course, okay. like I mentioned to you, it also happened to be a 90-degree day when we were invited to, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, told me. You said it sucked. So, right. so he, we've got this mini refrigerator, which he decided he was going to plug in in his room. And he's like, dude, I have a man cave now. I'm like, great. So, <laughs> so, so going back to the story, so the other night... Yeah, I was running some errands, and I was going to the Dwayne Reed on behalf of some neighbors of ours who don't get out, who are older right. and have right. underlying health issues, and I've been okay. running errands for them for a couple months. So, okay. so I took Talia with me, Okay. and I and Jordan's like, he calls me, he's like, hey, can you get me some White Claw? And I'm <laughs> like, dude, really? <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, this White Claw is here at home. Like, fine. Right, right. So, you know, I don't care. <laughs> so I go with my with my shopping list into the Dwayne Reed, and I get the stuff for our neighbors. 
but of course, yeah. I'm going to do two transactions because I have to give them the receipt, and I'm not obviously going to charge right. them for the white claw that I'm buying <laughs> right. for my underage child. Right. So I asked Talia to hold the white claw <laughs> while we're waiting in line so I can deal with the first <laughs> transaction before handling the second transaction. Okay. So I buy the stuff for the neighbors, and then I take the white claw from Talia. And I Wait, hold on, hold on. you got to set the scene for me. Yeah. Is there like a long line of people behind you, socially distanced? There wasn't a long line of people because it was in the evening. There weren't okay. that many people... But I do All have right. to say the two people in front of us took a long... There was, like, the people... Two people in front of us, for whatever reason, took, like, 15 minutes to transact her business. Oh, I hate that. And, it it, it takes me 10 seconds. And, like, the people in front of you are like... And I felt it's worse. like a half an hour. I, what could you possibly I, be I doing? It, it takes that long. They were, like, you know, voiding transactions, and she had cash, <laughs> and it was a mess. Coupons! And the young man in front of me had a bottle of Gatorade. That's all he had. And he was just trying to get the hell out of there. Like, he clearly had just come from a workout because he was, like, you know, in gym clothes and sweating. Right, And right. he just wanted his Gatorade. And I could see he was frustrated. I'm like, all right, whatever. So we get up to the counter. I transact my business yeah. for our neighbors. And then I take the case or however many, 12-pack or whatever it is, of uh -huh. one cloth, and I put it on the counter. And the woman looks at me and she goes, ID. I'm like... Really? I'm like, you want my ID? She's like, I want both of your IDs. I'm like, excuse me? She's like, I want your ID and her ID. I'm like, why? I'm like, you don't need her ID. I'm the one paying for this. I'm the one buying this. And they said, right. our policy is if you walk up together, you're both buying this. So we need to see her ID. What kind of bullshit is that? So I looked at her and I said, that's insane. And I left. You didn't buy it. I went across Good. the street and I went somewhere Jeez. else and I bought it. But it was like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, that's an underage person that you're with. So you right. can't Right, like you can't go and buy something with your kid? This is my child who I'm buying right. alcohol for illegally. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just weird as hell. Like, what if I were, you know, what if I drank and I'm buying this for me? Right, exactly. How do they? That's crazy. I'm allowed to drink. I love when they say that's it's our policy. I'm like, well, it's not my policy. Well, then, so fuck yeah, up. then you don't have to buy it. I guess You're that's right. the right answer. So it was kind of odd that dude. And I guess because she was holding it was the issue, or uh, well, she was holding it for you. Exactly. Oh my god, she was. That's some craziness. She was the alcohol mule. <laughs> it was weird. Talia the alcohol. It mule. was weird, um, and then. So when we crossed the street to go to the CBS, yeah. I was like, you know what? Just stand out on the corner. I'll be right, back in right, a minute. Right. Like, let me let me deal with this on my own. <laughs> what if what if you'd been standing there and you said, "All right, Talia, you go outside." Would they still have insisted? They probably would have in the Dwayne Reed. They probably would, or they would have made me get back in line. Right. Either way, I wasn't. That's abusive. I wasn't giving them any more of my money. Uh, and yeah. that is weird. So again, no story that starts with, so I was buying alcohol for my underage children, ends well. So did it go in the mini fridge? It is in the mini fridge, of course. Nice. There, nice. there goes my father of the year award, right out the window. Okay. I'm going, so we, we've been plowing through a fair amount of wine. Uh -huh. I'm going to take Maddie and Mia with me have, to reload. Have Maddie hold one of the bottles and see Yeah, what that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to see what happens. 
I mean, it's a small, I mean, you know, I could go to, I can go to Total Wine out in, you know, it's like the Costco of wine, but there's, there's a really nice local shop that we've been going to. And like, if you buy six or more bottles on a Wednesday, he gives you 10% off. Oh, nice. So when we reload, I don't think a lot of which is coming. There. I don't think right. that would be a problem. I think if you go to like a chain place that happens to sell, okay, but this, that happens to sell wine as well. Then right, 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 right. But I totally, I totally want to see what happens. I'm gonna have Maddie come with me, and be like, "Oh, hold these two bottles yeah. while I get the." Or other just ones. have her hold them while you're standing in line, and then hand. Oh, you know what? Them. You know what we've discovered? We've discovered uh, wine in a can. Mm, elegant. Which is really good. Elegant. It's very elegant. <laughs> so maybe I'll have her hold like a six pack yeah. of wine. <laughs> oh or my just god! Buy some so, great alcohol and have her hold that and see what happens. <laughs> We had we had a couple of grain parties in college. A couple. We had a couple a yeah. week. Because <laughs> you went to school in the south, man. Yeah. We had to like drive to Connecticut to get it. Really? Yeah, you can't get grain alcohol in New York. Oh, God, Georgia's a yeah. little. Georgia's a little different, as we know. <laughs> it is a little different. You could get anything down there, and nobody batted an eyelash. A At gun. Times were different. Nobody was looking for a alcohol gun. and a gun. Nobody was looking for a gun back in those days. Um, but times were different and you know we got away with a lot of things that uh, no person should be getting away with of um, course it was the 80s man dude did you have a fake ID when you went to college oh god of course was it a good one it was excellent really it was me it was my driver's license altered How'd you so I had so I don't know how I swindled this but I had two yeah I had one that, like, if I got stopped for going 85 miles an hour, I hand it to the police. The and then I had another the one, one. The real yeah. one. And then I had one that was altered in a way that made me look like I was 21. How did you alter it, though? Um, well, there happened to be a very talented young man uh-huh. uh, at Vassar who is very good with uh, art. And it was really... it was. You and so at the time, you know, now you couldn't alter a license, not but that you way. could not that way. with like it, with an exacto knife yeah. and a very sharp yep. pencil. Yep. You could do it in a way that it was if it was you know I, I hand the guy the license behind like a like a plastic license holder. Yeah, there was no right. chance. Maybe if he took it out. And that's Maybe what they would do. do. But they never did. So they it, never took it out. Places, they would say take it out of the wallet because they knew exactly right. what they were looking for. Right, right. But this was like 1987, 88. Yeah. It's Poughkeepsie, New York. Like the bar, you know, a block from campus. They have every interest in serving sure. me endless numbers of pitchers. Sure. Right. So so the bouncer was like, he didn't care. He'd be like, oh, that's good. Fine. Did your license say McLovin on it? <laughs> it didn't say McLovin. It did not say McLovin. I looked like McLovin. So there are new ways to alter, to doctor licenses now because, oh, yeah? you know, back in our day, like you said, you had an X-Acto knife and some lamination skills and you can do right. it. Or you could even just create a fake one, whole cloth, which people did mm-hmm. as well. But now right. with the internet, like, because if you showed mm-hmm. up with some, I remember the first fake idea I had was like Virginia. Like a Virginia right. license. And it's like nobody right. knows what a Virginia license looks Virginia like. Virginia license looks like, right, yeah. And now with the internet, like you know exactly what every state's license right. looks like. So right. there are ways that people uh, create fake ones now that actually look authentic. Do they look authentic? Yeah. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, but, well, but back in our day, all you needed was like a signed Epstein's mother. He's twenty one <laughs> years old. Well, you know, this is. I, I'm still I'm still stunned by Jordan. Yeah, because he's twelve. Because remember, like two years ago. Yeah. Well, when I came into New York, um, I had flown into New York from somewhere else to give a talk, and then for some reason I was unable to get a hotel room, and I slept on your guys in your guys' apartment, and I dropped my license. Yeah. In Jordan's room. Yeah. I and then and I. And I, fortunately, I was taking the train back to New York because I didn't have a license the next day, yeah. and they don't check your ID again. And then the, your cleaning lady found my license like two and a half weeks later. Yeah. And then I was like, Jordan, just use it as fake ID. And he did it. He sent it back to me. Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard. You know, you can pass for 21, but you can't pass for 40-something. <laughs> Not 50. Yeah, well, you weren't 50. You weren't 50 yet, but... I wasn't 50 yet, right. Still, I was close. Before. It's like, well, here, just take my driver's license because we look enough alike. It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> still, it was like such a great opportunity for him. Um, at, some point so what's new a, at some point, I had a fake license with my brother's information on it. And, oh, well, my, that's cool. my picture. Because he's older than he's older than I. Am. Right, right. Yeah, right. That's not. That was not. You know, the highlight. I. I'm not proud of that behavior, but. It, it worked. I've just admitted on this show to committing two crimes. <laughs> two crimes. Two crimes. And it, we're not even like ten minutes in. <laughs> I have a problem, and clearly I have a problem with alcohol. <laughs> Clearly, but have you been arrested? Because I've been arrested. Well, you were arrested because of uh, what were you arrested for? A big having a big mouth. Right. I was right. arguing. Right, with a cop. I was arguing with a DC police yeah, officer over a parking car. ticket. And they, yeah, and yeah, they cuffed and they, you for it. They, they threw me in the hooskow for three hours. Julie had to bail me out. Three hours isn't so bad. <laughs> I, it was. I was a little scared. Did you talk? To, um, did you talk to anybody while in holding? No, 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 you know, they were nice enough not to put me in with, like, general population. I was in, like, a room chained to a chair. Chained? Literally chained to a chair. Did you feel at any point that your life was in danger? Um, I was really scared, and they cuffed me to a chair, like, in an uncomfortable position where I had to sit for, like, three hours. Did you have to go to the bathroom? No, I did not have to go to the bathroom. If you had, do you think they would have let you go to the bathroom? I don't think so. Because when I did say to them, I said to them when they were, when they chained me, when they cuffed me to the chair, I was like, hey, that cuff is really, it's really tight. tight. And the guy like shoved his finger between the cuff and my wrist. And he's like, oh no, if I could do that, it's fine. And it like hurt. Like, I mean, I, I was bruised when I left. Did you, did that change your feelings about cops at all? Or did you already feel this way about cops? Um, I, my father had always... You know, they talk about they talk about people, you know, African Americans always having a conversation with their yeah. with their children about the police. My father actually had a conversation with me about the police. Um, he said, Look, um, you are kind of a hot headed kid. Yeah. And you and most of the people who are uh, the the local police are people who um, you give them a badge, a gun, and a hat, and they're on a power trip, yeah. and they're gonna do whatever they want. Avoid them at all costs. Uh-huh. And if you do, if you do encounter one, do not mouth off to them because they have total immunity. They can do whatever they want. They're general, and he, you know, he said they're generally morons and assholes, and on a power trip. 
And that's very dangerous. And that's very dangerous. So I was, so I was 24. Yeah. And so they, and I was arguing with them. It was a, it was a parking ticket, which I could not possibly comply with. That was the kicker. It was so frustrating. And they were like too fucking bad, you know? Um, I had another incident too. Um, a number of years later when I was driving, I had to, I was, Still a grad student. I had to drive Lauren to work. I needed the car for some reason. This is when she was working for a, a, a small consulting firm out in Arlington, Virginia. And I dropped her off, and then I had to get back into town. It's like two exits out on, on the highway. And the highway, I, I didn't know. Like, we lived in DuPont Circle. Like, what did I know? And I start getting on the highway, and I get pulled over on the ramp by these two Arlington County, Virginia police officers. I was like, why are you pulling me over? They're like, it's HOV only in this direction. But you didn't and so know I was that. like, I had no I had no idea. Like, I wasn't paying attention. Apparently there were signs. But, but like you only knew that if you were like a regular commuter, right? right? Ignorance of the law is not a defense. However. Right, exactly. So it's like, okay, so give me a ticket. So the guy comes and he brings me the ticket. Yeah. And you have to sign the ticket. Uh-huh. And the ticket says, I will appear in court on such and right. such a date, even if you're gonna just pay it. You, You're fixing. They, I had no idea, and I and I knew that I wasn't going to be in the United States of America right. on the date, and so I said, "I'm not sure if I can sign this because I'm not going to be in the country," uh-huh. and it commits me to appearing in court. And I was like, "I feel very uncomfortable about signing this," and so then he walked away to consult with his partner, and he said, "Get out of the car Whoa. and stand there," and and he went over to consult with his partner and. In the interim, I called my father. Yeah. And I was like, hey, dad, I got stopped for this stupid thing and whatever. They want me to sign a ticket that says that, and I'm going to appear in court in Arlington County, Virginia on such and such a date. Yeah. And you know as well as I do that I'm not going to be here. And so at that point, the cop comes back. He's like, who are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to my father, who's a lawyer. My father says, ask him if it's okay for me to talk to you uh-huh. and talk to him. And so I said, Sir, my father's on the phone. He's a lawyer, as you, I just told Can you. you. Talk to and he my would dad like, for me? will you talk to him? And he says, sure. Uh-huh. And I hand him the cell phone. Uh-huh. He takes it. He hangs up on my father. He goes, sign the ticket or I'm going to arrest you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so I signed the ticket. And then my father had a back and forth with the, with the, with the chief of the Arlington County Police Yeah, Department. your father probably didn't take too kindly to being hung up on by He a didn't cop. take too kindly to getting hung up. Oh, and he held the, and the, and the cop held the phone behind his back and said, sign it, otherwise you're going to get arrested. Wow. And so, um, they, yeah, that the cop, and so, you know, wait, 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 quickly. here's the thing. Here's what the, here's what the, Arlington, the chief of the Arlington County Police Department said to my father. My officers feared for their safety. Oh, really? My father said, my understanding is that one, there were two police officers who were stopping people in the middle of an active entranceway to a highway, yeah. standing in the middle of the, of the on-ramp, yeah. that they were both um, generally large people, and my son is five foot six, 160 pounds. So that's, I mean, that's very telling, though, because right. that's the default is I fear right. for my safety. How are right. you... In any way, threatening them physically it was, or harming it, them, it, it, it was the get out of jail free. But that's what they do. Yeah, exactly. That's all exactly. you need. That is all the justification that the cops need. I fear my for officers, my safety. And you know what? Right. Had you been black, 
Oh, they would have beaten my ass. It would have not. It would not have ended well. And God, no, I would have gotten arrested. Up the phone to call somebody. Right. They exactly. Shot you. They would have arrested me right there. Shot you for right. reaching into your pocket. Well, I had got. They ordered me out of the car, and so like I had the phone. They they were consulting by their. So they didn't actually see me dial the yeah, phone. Yeah, but still. But I. But I presume they wouldn't have left you alone. That like had I been African American, they would have seen that I was on the phone. They wouldn't have even left like, you alone to go. Basically, consult. disarmed me of the phone. What? They wouldn't have left you alone to consult with one. Yeah, probably right. Black. That's probably been, right. That's, your face would have been right. on the ground. Right, or on the on the hood of the car. They right. would not That's have right. left you yeah. to your own reconnaissance. Uh, right, right. That's right. Yeah. So it was, they feared for their safety. That's crazy. Then That's freaking the crazy. next thing that happened was, wait, listen to this, listen to this. So my father didn't let it go. And he said, you know, because that's outrageous. Because he never let it go. He never let it go. He wanted to have the last word on this one. So then, because he didn't want to have the last word, my phone rings one day. And it's a detective from the Internal Affairs Division of the Arlington County Police Department. Uh-huh. And I was like, look, I'm very sorry. Um, you're going to have to call my father. Right. Here's his number. He's my lawyer. And this woman starts, like, badgering me. She's like, well, I'm reading right here in the report. You, you know, you're, you're a wise guy and stuff like that. I can believe that, you know, you're a wise guy. So you started with these cops. Yeah, because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with two armed officers. You, you started with them. You created, you created this situation. So I said, listen, I... I, I'm telling you right now, uh, I didn't create this situation, but you're going to have to call my father, who's my lawyer. And she was having none of wow. it. And so she wasn't there to investigate the behavior of the two officers who behaved poorly she was there to and with no judgment. She, she, exactly. Yeah, she, wanted exactly. To find, she wanted to basically justify their conclusions. By their behavior, yeah. right. Exactly. So, And here I'm, I'm like a little white kid. My dad's a lawyer in New York and so on and so forth. So like they were abuse, acting abusively and with impunity with me. Yeah. You can imagine what it must be like with someone who, you know, I'm, on the face of it doesn't have those kinds of uh, resources. I'm just, like just going to quote uh, NWA here and say... <laughs> Fuck the police. Yeah. I mean, and so like you asked me did, what my feelings, my feelings have always been be extremely wary yeah. of the police. They'll do anything. Another time, Lauren and I got stopped. We were driving back from her parents' house. She was crazy pregnant. And this is, she was crazy pregnant Maggie, Maddie. And I got stopped for speeding in Connecticut. And the guy comes to the car and he's like, I handed my license and registration. I was like, do you know why you're stopped? And I said, can you tell me why you stopped me? My father said, you know, be respectful, but you can ask that question. Right. And he said, you know why I stopped you? And I was like, well, actually, you know, I'd like you to tell me why you stopped me. He's like, oh, do you want me to, do you want me to arrest you? I <laughs> mean, like that. So I've always been very, yeah, very that wary. escalated quickly. So right. And that's it. It's just like they escalate extremely quickly. Yeah. To intimidate you, the threat, yeah. and then, you know, the complaint. And, you know, I've heard other cops say, oh, well, you know, just suck it up and sort it out with the judge. How do you do that yeah. if, if if the police get a pass on absolutely That's everything? That's part of it. That's one. The other part is sort it out with the judge is already assuming that you have the time and resources to go downtown at some point in the future and meet with the judge. So right. what happens if you have a, an, a job that you're being paid an hourly rate and you can't right. just 
say, right. okay, I'm taking off for a couple hours to go talk to a judge right. to try to adjudicate this situation, which you're going to fail, you're going to lose anyway. So most right. people, plus they're also not given that option quite often. Of course not. So, so my father, not. who is way more conservative than your father, as has been well established, he had a real fear of police. And that came well, from growing from, from being sure. uh, from growing up in Nazi Germany and one yeah. day as a child waking up and the police were Nazis. Right. So how can the the body that is supposed to be protecting you now all of a sudden right. becomes your tormentor? <laughs> that left some indelible scars on him. And my parents had the the talk with me before I went to school in in, in Georgia, in the South, in the South. Yeah. and they said, you don't know what the cops are like down there. Right. And you have New Jersey plates, and if they pull you over and they see your last name, you're obviously right. Jewish. Right. So, right. you know, for as, as this wasn't a really woke period, and my parents yeah. weren't particularly woke people, and I hope I'm not offending any of my family who might be listening to this, but they remembered enough stories about the northern Jews who went down to help you know, to help, right. the civil Sign rights movement. For the civil rights movement, so right. They knew, Voter registration. They knew right. exactly what could happen to Jews in the South. Right. And I had, yeah. I had a version of the talk, which was, be fucking careful. And I got pulled right. over a couple times for speeding, uh, like in South Carolina, in Georgia. yeah. yeah, yeah. And one cop gave me, and the tickets were astronomically high, like <laughs> several hundred dollars, right. because it was just a way to generate right. revenue. One cop, yeah, of course. One cop pulled me over for speeding and then gave me another ticket for not putting up my turn signal when I was pulling over to the side of over. the road. <laughs> so that was two oh, tickets. Uh, tickets and it was for probably, like hundreds of dollars, like right? like 500 bucks for the two tickets. Back in, like, 1989, which was a ton of money. And, of course, you had the right to go and argue in front of the judge, but that meant driving three hours from Atlanta to go try to get out of this ticket. Yeah. Yeah, shit's crazy, man, all over. Crazy. And, you know, I was was thinking about this last week when we were driving back up I-95 from Washington. Yeah. And you and I have talked about, you know, hidden taxes because nobody wants to pay taxes. So, you know, right. taxes are low everywhere. But for a lot, like, why on I-95, like, oh, speed trap here. Like, what are the cops really doing? They, they claim, like, oh, this is about safety. Okay. To a point. Oh, it's, it's a selected, my father used to call it a selected highway tax. Exactly. Selective highway exactly. tax. Uh, if, it, right. if this was only about safety, then you wouldn't have a ticket writing quota. There wouldn't right. there wouldn't be a quota. They always deny that they have one, oh, yeah, but of, of course. course they do. But like, it's interesting that towards the end of the month, there's more. It's more likely that you're going to get pulled over for speeding, and this is just a way for these municipalities to generate revenue. Well, we've we've talked about this, right? Exactly. You know, in that instance where I was pulled over for trying to get on an HOV only highway, if I had availed myself of my constitutional right to a trial and went to court. I would have had to pay a hundred and fifty dollar court fee, yeah. which was which is totally unconstitutional. <clears throat> totally you unconstitutional. Brought your father down to argue that one. 
No, we dis- we discussed that, and he's like, "Look, it is not worth your time or my time." He's like, "It is totally unconstitutional." So, but God. that's no, that's that's the thing. People don't know that. People don't have the time to fight these things. Although I thought after Ferguson, where you know, the basically the Ferguson municipality yeah. had funded itself on the backs of fines on poor people, that there was all kinds of reform about you know you can't charge these crazy fees for, you know, that all court costs. And, level, right? So maybe right. in some places yeah. they've reformed that, right. but in most places they right, haven't. Right, right, right. So basically what's going on here is you and I, as two children of privilege, are being milked for our money while other people <laughs> are being are being yeah. abused to the point where their lives right. are literally at risk when they're pulled over. So right. it runs this, the gamut from intimidation to shakedowns, to killing. Right. Right. I mean, those 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 two Arlington County police officers really tried to intimidate me and were like, and they did. Yeah. They said, Simon, I had a legitimate question. Like, shaking? do I fix my signature to a, something that's like a legal document saying I'm going to appear when I know I can't possibly comply? Are you shaking? And it, like, screwed. I was, I was really freaked out, dude. Yeah, I, I can imagine. It's really fucking scary, man. You got two right. guys with guns who are threatening the take you in for essentially nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. All right, so you were in the wrong in the wrong lane. You were in the wrong lane <laughs> on the highway. You weren't speeding. arrest me. You and then when you had the no. nerve to ask a question, then they got pissed because their authority right. was being questioned. Exactly. Exactly. Well, this is look, you know, the after my father had the talk with me, that, you know, it said you got to be careful and stuff. He would periodically remind me. He would say I'd be going somewhere, driving somewhere, wherever, and he'd say, Stephen, remember, wherever you're going, the local constabulary, a bunch of schmucks. I love the word constabulary. <laughs> like, I love the word constabulary. <laughs> you see, he always said it. He always said it. He's such an erudite man. <laughs> such a, with such a quick temper. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't. It, I think about those instances all all the time. Like, what if I had? What if Lauren and I had been stopped, and we were an African American couple, pregnant wife? Dead. I was doing. You know, I I I'm, I was speeding, but I didn't think I was going like I was. It wasn't like I was going ninety miles an hour. I was probably going like seventy five. In a what? In a fifty five? No, probably sixty five. Right, okay. That that stretch Again. of the Connecticut of Connecticut between the Massachusetts line and Hartford. Yeah is six, at least 65 miles an yeah. hour. And um, I'm sure they would have pulled, the guy would have pulled me out of the car, thrown me over the, the hood of the car, opened the shit up, intimidated my wife, my pregnant wife. I, I, I'm sure it would have been different. And even then it was like scary because he's like, you seem like a wise guy. You want to get arrested? Yep. You seem Holy like a wise guy. They pegged you yeah. right though. I mean, it's for, well. So yeah, I mean, it goes without saying. In a very short yeah. period of time, they were able to. Identify, I mean, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. They were able to I'm, identify I'm, I'm, that you're a wise guy, <laughs> like very quickly. But being a wise guy doesn't mean like I'm going to arrest you for asking a question. No. Like, like but again, George Floyd got killed for twenty for a, a, a fake twenty dollar bill, right. and wasn't even established that it was a fake twenty dollar. It was suspected right. twenty dollar. Yeah. But it, right. but again, they look at your car, they look at you, and they say, "Okay, at the very least, we're going to get some money out of this for." We're going to get some money out of this. It's a shakedown. This is a shakedown. So 
when they pull somebody over who is driving maybe not such a nice car and maybe isn't as yeah. light skin toned yeah. as you are, they're looking for something yeah. else. So this is profiling. Yeah. It's a different kind of profiling, though. Yeah. So they profile yeah. you when they pull you over also, but they're looking for well, cash. Yeah. I wasn't, I mean, I was driving a 1994 Acura Integra, fire engine red. But, I mean, it wasn't that, I mean, this was 2003, 2005. Doesn't matter. It was like an 11-year-old car. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I know. Huh? All right, so we're coming to the, Crazy. to the close of this. Should we do a quick um, asshole of the week? Of the week? I've got I've got three uh, three candidates. Hit me with them quickly. Asa Hutchinson, governor of Arkansas. Okay. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, okay. and Doug Ducey, the governor of Arizona. What do they all have in common? Sure. They never really shut down. Yeah. Now in each state, they have explosive cases of uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah. And Arizona, where Doug Ducey told scientists at the University of Arizona that they were not allowed to report the number of cases. Uh, is Arizona is now running out of hospital beds. No, oh, that's assholes of the week. What's his name? Doug Douchey. Doug. <laughs> Doug Ducey is really douchey. Well, okay, so those are your. You th- I would those say are those mine. are all three are are really one, right? Yeah. Okay, so here's my one, and he's an he is one of our all time favorites. Yes. Mort Klein. Oh, <laughs> I miss what Mort Klein. Oh, Mort Klein. Oh, didn't he carry on about Black Lives Matter being anti-Israel or something? I'm going to read to you two oh, tweets that he wrote last week. Oh, okay, here's the first one. Yeah. Black Lives Matter is an anti-Semitic, Israel-hating, <laughs> Soros-funded, racist, extremist, Israelophobic hate group. Oh my God. That's one. Here's two. BLM is a Jew-hating, white-hating, Israel-hating, conservative black-hating, <laughs> violence-promoting, dangerous, Soros-funded, extremist group of haters. Okay. So here's, here's what I would say. Yeah. That undoubtedly Mort Klein <laughs> is, a, is an asshole. I mean, I think, and, and we've known this Well, he's for a long on time. our list and, of people we hate. <laughs> Like he's, he's, he's exa- in the pantheon. He's not in the right. top five. He's not in the pantheon, but he's right. he's, he's on that list. But I mean, it's a well known yeah. fact that he's an asshole. Right. But in terms of, I think doing damage to people. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look. I would have to combine the assholeness of Asa Hutchinson, sure. Ron DeSantis, but I mean, and Doug Ducey. If we're only going to set the standard of you know the number of people no, 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 no. who are negatively impacted by this person. <laughs> Then you know Trump right. would win every week, or maybe Putin would <laughs> right. win every week. But he's week. in the pantheon. That's but he's true. in the but pantheon. Then Putin would win every week. Okay, um, but, but I, yeah, I, I mean, look, like, there's no question I, these guys are horrible, and because they are personally responsible for millions of human <laughs> lives, each one of them separately, to collectively, yes. Okay, I don't have a problem, you know, voting. For your guys this week, because they are <laughs> assholes. But I think we need I mean, to like, acknowledge that this is fucking horrible. I mean, I, he's just, I mean, he's got to delete his account. I mean, what an asshole. Yeah, so now there's an... I missed that. An, Lauren mentioned something oh, really? to me about... This? She's, Lauren said to me something, she's like, did you more client? I was like, ah, oh, he's an asshole, and I just walked away. Yeah, but you know, now there are lots of 
progressive and liberal Jewish groups that are saying this is no longer tolerable. And, right. you know, he has a seat at the communal table. Oh, he does, right? He is, he, is he a powerful voice in the, in the conference? Well, he is a voice in the Conference of Presidents. But is he a, is he a powerful voice in the conference? Just out of sheer curiosity. I would say, I mean, I, I would I think say like, yes. I mean, he's, he is basically, it's like a hate group. And it has no place. I agree with that. You know where they? You know where his organization gets most of its funding from? Uh, Sheldon Adelson. Sheldon Adelson, the one and only. Right. So really, Sheldon Adelson, who also finances Bibi Netanyahu. I know you hate when people uh-huh. call him Bibi, but I will. I don't know him. But I don't. If I was his grandmother, I would call him Bibi. You know what? Um, just like Dave Chappelle said in his special that, that dropped the other day, he said, I uh-huh. hate George Zimmerman. He's like, I don't know him as a person. I hate him as a concept. But if I'm sure if I knew right. him, I would fucking hate him too. So, yeah, right. I don't know. No, no, no I'm, just know saying, maybe, I'm just saying. But I fucking. I'm just saying I, I, I may not like him. And, like, you know, I think he's a douchebag. But, you know. I, I, I'm not going to... I'll call him Prime Minister Netanyahu. Okay. I won't call him Bibi. I just... It's not, you, it's not a question of not same, hating him. You, it's just that it's... The Bibi thing seems too familiar. So do you offer that same courtesy to... Do you extend that same courtesy to the President of the United States? I, I always refer to him as President Trump. That's very nice of you. Anyway, you're, you're <laughs> consistent. I'll give you that. You're consistent. So I admire that consistency. I'm honoring the office. Okay. Okay. I will honor the office of somebody. Of so, so is, of so is, that doesn't honor him or herself. So now there must be a crisis at well, the communal table. There is a crisis at the communal table. But what I was, the point that I was making was, so Sheldon Adelson, yeah. who is a billionaire, who finances right. uh, the the ZOA, the Zionist Organization yeah. of America, which is more Klein's group, has also provided financial backing to the Prime Minister of Israel. Uh-huh. As well as the President of the United States. He supports, uh, right. he donates money to, or contributes money to Trump's campaigns. He contributes money okay. to plenty of uh-huh. right-wing causes right. in America and in Israel. And I'm okay. pretty sure that Shelley is in our pantheon because of the damage that he is causing to not one, but two democracies in the world. <laughs> right. That's, that's right. He is in the pantheon. But when you see that so much of the of Mort Klein's budget comes from Sheldon Adelson. You can't yeah. but help. You can't help but think that he is carrying water for the same guy who is supporting the policies of the president of the United States and of Israel. And I'm not. Sure. I'm not saying that like behind the scenes we have the puppet master. Uh-huh. Know, Sheldon Adelson. Right. But all of these interests are in alignment here. So sure. so when so when Moore Klein tweets out this nonsense, <laughs> right. it's got the blessing of his main backer, who also backs the president. I'm just trying I, I, I I'm, presume I'm just drawing I, lines. I'm just connecting dots. I, 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 I think that's undoubtedly undoubtedly the yeah. case. All of, that, all of that being said, it will be the, the real interesting thing is now what are other organizations who sit at the communal table? So there, light candles. There are and there is and the, do the motzi. What are they going to do? There about? is a movement afoot to yeah. try to call him into account, and I won't go into the right. weeds 
uh, into the politics right. of the conference of presidents because it's it's going to bore all of our listeners. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. and us, but right. it's not quite so easy for the conference to kick him out. Of course, it's easy for the conference to keep people out. Well, that's though. that's true, and he which is fucked. And Moore Klein orchestrates a lot of that, yeah. keeping people yeah, right. out, like J Street, for example. Right, 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 right. but right. there, you know, there, there's a growing, there are a growing number of voices of people who are saying this is a bridge too far. I, I mean, he's I, he, as far as I'm concerned, he we he crossed many bridges too far yeah, for long a long time. time. Yeah. A long time. He's a, he's I mean, a well-established, really. long-time asshole. Right. But exactly. I'm willing, to give, I'm willing to give the asshole of the week to your governors, especially to Dushi. Dushi. It's just the, like the name just lends itself, yeah, right? Exactly. All right. Okay. All and right, that's everyone. That's it for this week. The douche, Be well. Dushi of the week. <laughs> Dushi of the week. Still right. wash We're your out. hands out there. Oh yeah. Wash your hands. Wash them. Later. <laughs>